I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. With me today is Emily Nelson. She is the co-creator of High Fitness. First of all, tell us about High Fitness. Yeah, so basically it's a group fitness format. Um, it's kind of like aerobics based. And so it's offered in gyms all over. We have a live stream. But basically when we created it, we just wanted to make fitness fun again. So you get a full body workout from head to toe doing cardio and toning tracks, but it's all set to fun music you know and love. And there's about four to five moves per song. And we just wanted to make fitness fun again. And so eight years ago, we created this format. And since then, it's just spread and People seem to like it, so I'll keep going. I love that. And that's, you know, that's what we mean by motivation. That's what motivates them to keep going. And that's why we have you here today. Mm -hmm. Talk about people, you know, who maybe just don't get active or start exercising because they just plain feel lazy. And, you know, during the winter, I get it because I love to do plenty of things outside, but winter is really hard. So talk about that. Why sometimes we just feel lazy and can't, can't get that motivation. Yeah, I think that's so normal. So first of all, don't put shame and guilt and blame on yourself if you're feeling that way because everybody goes through those ruts of feeling unmotivated and especially in wintertime it's dark it's cold leaving your house is hard and so that's the first thing is just honor those feelings but also make a game plan you're not going to be successful until you have a game plan so one of my favorite things is the first thing is to have an accountability partner which is like I don't want to work with anyone I don't want to make a plan but I'm telling you if you have someone that's picking you up for to go to the gym someone you're meeting at a trailhead somebody you know is counting on you or I'm going to meet you at this class or I'm going to meet you here it number one you feel less alone to get started in your journey and number two it makes you feel I gotta wake up I gotta go because I know someone's gonna be there so that's one of my favorite things I tell people is find someone to go move your body with if you're feeling unmotivated, because they will keep you accountable. What is it about our society where women especially Mm -hmm. just feel this incredible guilt, which actually really works against you? Absolutely. It's we need to drop the shame and the guilt. I think people watch things online. They see things all the time and they think, I should, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. We need to drop the shoulda, woulda, couldas and find joy in movement again or find what you want to do. You're never going to be consistent in exercise unless you find something you enjoy doing and you look forward to. And then once you start finding something you love, you're going to start reaping the mental, emotional, physical benefits of exercise, which I say the number one thing that is the endorphins you get from movement and those become addicting. And that's the best part. But if you haven't gotten to that point yet, 
then that's okay. But just like put a plan in place and just don't drop the guilt. If you miss a day, that's okay. It's like you think about brushing your teeth, right? If you like missed brushing your teeth at night, you wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I'm never brushing my teeth again. Like this is over. No, you would never do that. You'd be like, oh, it's morning. I'm going to brush my teeth. We need to think about healthy living and exercise in the same way is like, great, you missed a day. Let's start tomorrow. Let's do this. And scheduling a time like a meeting, an important meeting with yourself is not selfish. It's self-care is important, especially when it comes to movement and mental health. So never feel guilty for scheduling your workout or your movement in as part of your day because we all know life is so busy. So if you don't schedule it in, most likely it's not going to happen. Yeah, no doubt about it. I can find a million things to do rather than exercise. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. For those people who have exercised before and mm-hmm. have become injured, starting over can be just the most painful thing. Like, that's the only word I can yeah. think of because you were used to being at a certain level and now you're trying to exercise and you feel older and you know, you can't do what you could before. What do you say to those people? Yeah, starting over is hard. It really is. And I think we have to humble ourselves and and be like, if I were to start something new, where would I be? And it's okay to be different than you were before. I think a lot of times in life, number one, we see things where we should look the same our whole life. That's not realistic. We change and grow in personality and strengths and weaknesses. So that's what our body's going to do as well as our exercise routine or what we've done. So don't compare yourself to who you were, but like movement in a different way. Find things that work for you and and start small. I think sometimes people think if I don't get an hour of movement in, then it doesn't count. No. If even if you start small with 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, and then you move that up to 20 minutes here and there, like small increments, those count and are very, very important, especially when you're starting over. Because I've done this before. I didn't lift weights for a long, long time. And then I'm like, I got this and I go in. And then I'm me who exercises every day, but because I hadn't done heavy weights, was sore for a week, you know, and that's what I do for a living. And that's, that's not great either. So pacing yourself is the best thing you can do and honoring where you are at now. And though it may look different, that's not less than. Okay. You talked about finding something that you love to do, Uh that movement that you love. Yes. So how does somebody who's just beginning, where do they start? How do they start with, how do they make a plan? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, so I think if you're if you've never liked fitness or movement and you're just like, what is she talking about? It does not feel good. It's not fun. Try a bunch of different things. Get out of your comfort zone. I promise you, even if you think you're not going to like something, if you go with a friend and you're laughing the whole time or you're like, that wasn't for me, but I like that, you know, start getting out, filling those endorphins. I know the winter's hard, but there's a lot of really cool winter sports out there that are such great movement. Like even just going for a walk on a sunny day, grabbing somebody, moving. Number two, uh, snowshoeing. I recently went cross-country skiing for the first time. I laughed so hard. That was probably the best workout is getting up from falling and laughing. But you were out in nature, enjoying. And I learned, I really like cross-country skiing. Is it something I'm going to do every day? No. But I was like, when I get the chance, I want to do that again. And I'm looking forward to it. So 
signing up for like trying a new studio. Maybe it's a Pilates studio, a yoga studio. If you're not a gym person or you don't like to go out to work out, there are so many things online now. That's one thing that COVID brought us is every fitness format can be accessed online. So if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of time and you want to work out from home, YouTube has a ton of free workouts. You can Google things, Pinterest, find something that works for you. Try a bar routine, try a yoga routine, try an aerobics, try, you know, stretching. Like that's the best thing we can do. And finally, you're going to be like, oh, maybe it wasn't fun the first 20 minutes, but actually after I really am feeling good and give yourself a couple chances at things. And it's, it's crazy how you start to be like, I crave those endorphins and need those in my life. How big of a problem is our view of exercise and diet culture, tying it to dieting and losing weight? How does that really just pretty much uh, sabotage us, I guess yeah. is the word I'm looking for. I'm so glad you brought this up because I am very anti-diet culture. I am very strong in my stance. I actually wrote a post about this literally two days ago, so it came at the perfect timing. Um, I feel like our society was getting better as a whole of like self-love, body love, and then lately on social media, it's diets, diets, do this, do this, and it's sabotaging everything because it is ludicrous to believe that all of us should be one shape or one size or that's acceptable because bodies are beautiful and different. So it's about um, finding like your love within, which I know can be hard, but that's going to keep us on our goals. But the thing is, is diet culture is everywhere. So you have to be secure in your stance of of fighting against it and knowing what's healthy and good for your body. But one thing that I recommend with diet and nutri- or diet nutrition versus exercise is thinking of them as two separate entities. We do not work out to burn off food. That is a really unhealthy mentality. So what we want to think about it is we exercise and move our body to feel good, to be heart healthy, to get strong, flexible, and we eat to fuel our bodies. So when we eat and we want to fuel it with things that make us feel good, that energize us and give us fuel to move. But when we think of them too much as connected, you know, we we exercise to burn this off. We exercise so we can eat this. It's such an unhealthy mentality. And when we completely separate them to two entities, we can really honor our body, listen to what it's craving in our nutrition side, and then move our body for what feels good and what we enjoy rather than a punishment for food. Okay, so how do we incorporate food then without Mm -hmm. all the guilt? Yeah, okay, well, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm speaking from an exercise um, background, and I have all the education in that, so I will clarify that. But I, intuitive eating is very scary for people. When they hear that, they're like, no, I can't intuitive eat. I might just eat everything. Yes, I'm going to eat everything, right? right? But if you, you might do that for a minute. You actually might if you're truly allowed because diet culture and weird food eating has been so ingrained into us for so long. It's very important to allow yourself to really think about food. And, you know, and so I like to think and even tell my children, you know, that's great. Like you can come home and have that sugary whatever, but you got to go to four hours of dance. Is that going to sustain you? Mm -hmm. No, that is not going to. So what can we eat that? you know, fills you up, gives you fuel so that you can dance for the next four hours. So I think if we listen to our body and think of it as fuel, like we have these amazing bodies who do really great things. Like, and so if we think about it, I want to fuel my body so I feel good. I like cookies and I eat them here and there, but I'll be honest, sometimes it really hurts my stomach, you know, like when you eat those things. So listening 
to what feels good to our body, what keeps us satiated and full. So not avoiding certain food groups is key to success because if we avoid them, then that's all we want, right? So I think it's a learning process. If you really struggle with it, I recommend getting with a nutritionist or a dietitian that specializes in intuitive eating and truly nourishing your body because you will start to crave those foods that really feel good to your body. And then that's going to help you on your movement journey as well. Emily, such helpful information. Anything that I haven't thought to ask you that you wanted to add? Um, I just really want to encourage people. Like I love, I get it. There's people out there that don't like movement or haven't found that, that passion in it yet. And I just want to challenge you to just do something. I promise even 10, 15 minutes, start moving. You will feel like a different person. And at first you might be like, I don't like this. I promise if you stick with it, small and simple, like we talked about, it's okay if you're starting over again, but starting over is not fun. So try not to start over every week, right? Consistent, consistency, consistency leads to long-term health. And that's what we want is overall emotional, mental, physical well-being. And falling in love with movement is the best thing you can do for yourself. How can people get a hold of you or connect with you if they want to? Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm at High Fitness Emily. So I'm there, and uh, website is highfitness.com. But I'd love to chat with anybody if they have any questions or you know want to find an exercise that works for them. I'd love to help them. Emily, thanks so much. Thank you. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.